0: You're live with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo in studio with Andy Barrar. We've got a great show for you today. You'll want to stay tuned for the entire hour. Of course, later on, we'll have App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. We'll also be talking with Mark Salzman about back-to-school gear. Yes, it's time to go shopping for the kids. It's the middle of August. It makes sense. Well, do it now, mm-hmm. ahead of the crowds. Yep. And uh, after the next break, we'll find out how you can pay with your
1: heartbeat. Forget the credit cards and passwords and pin numbers. Just pay with your heartbeat. That's basically it. Imagine your heartbeat becomes your password because you have a unique heartbeat. Everybody does, kind of just like fingerprints. You know, nobody's heart beats the exact same, and they've been able to use that technology to essentially authenticate. It's the whole biometrics kind of uh, trend we're seeing in technology to get rid of passwords. Nobody likes passwords. Everybody has basically one or two passwords that they use, even though you're not supposed to. So your heartbeat is a great solution. We're going to learn more about it. And I have
0: about. a lot of love, so that must mean I would get extra <laughs> money in my account, right?
1: I'd be interested to see how your, uh, your <laughs> heartbeat, Mike.
0: <laughs> it doesn't very well, I don't think. So a lot of uh, stuff in the news uh, this week as far as technology. Uh, Samsung uh, had a big announcement on some new smartphones, some phablets, yep. you might uh, say. It's, it's getting so competitive uh, in this world. Samsung uh, has had a bit of a tough year in the smartphone category. Uh, Apple's been doing quite well since the launch of their iPhone 6, and especially the iPhone 6 Plus. Uh, it got them into the whole phablet race. And these are uh, phones that have large screens, typically five and a half inch and above. Mm-hmm. So Samsung's come out with their newest models, the Samsung Note 5. And the Samsung Galaxy S6 Edge Plus. It's
1: a, it. it's a mouthful.
0: It's a mouthful. So these are both large smartphones. I think they both have a 5.7-inch screen. The Note version also has a stylus uh, for mm-hmm. those who like to take notes. Kind of more of a productivity-type uh, phablet. And the um, the new Edge Plus, it's kind of cool. It's uh, got two curved edges on one on each side.
1: Yeah, Samsung, it's interesting. Samsung's the one that started this whole trend of big phones. Back with the original Note, I think that was in 2012. And I remember we saw it in Las Vegas. And everybody's like, what is this thing? It's so big. I know. I thought this is crazy. And you know how big it was? It was only 5.3 inches. And at that time, (laughs) we were used to iPhones that were 3.5 inches. So this was like a big, and we didn't know what to call it. And so all the tech journalists started calling them phablets, phone and tablet kind of hybrids. Yeah. Well, now the average smartphone is about five inches and you're seeing five and a half inches going into that phablet range, but now 5.7, like this is getting crazy. Like we're about to hit six inch smartphones, which is huge. It's basically like a tablet in your hand, but it's not just Samsung that's doing this. All the other manufacturers are creating bigger phones. I was just at a briefing with Motorola and they have a new Moto X plus, which is in at a five and a half inch. And I'm like, "That's their basic phone. they have a 5.7. And now Apple comes out with the iPhone 6 plus also in that range. So it was what was laughable a couple of years ago is now a reality. It's now normal. And they're selling tens of millions of uh, smartphones in this size. But it's
0: interesting, uh, these new phones from Samsung available in Canada, I believe August 21st, uh, but Apple has a big announcement. Yes. Uh, Rumored uh,
1: in the first week or two of September. Typically, Samsung puts out their new note in September, but they learned from last year they didn't uh, compete well with Apple. And so what they're trying to do is do it one month earlier to kind of get a little bit of a head before that comes out. They also announced Samsung Pay, which is their version of Apple Pay. Yes. And... What's different about this one is it works with the magnetic strips that credit card terminals can already handle in most stores. So the adoption rate for Samsung Pay could potentially be way faster than Apple Pay. So they're really trying to push for that avenue because they got to innovate. They haven't done well ever since the Galaxy S4. That was their last big phone. The S5 didn't do very good. The S6, they totally missed the mark on it because they came out with two versions, the S6 and the S6 edge. Yeah. And that had one or uh, two sides edged out. Everybody wanted to buy the 6S edge and not the S6 or sorry, the S6 edge. And so what happened was they had an inventory everybody wanted this one phone, they didn't have it. Then this other phone nobody wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> so they are trying to innovate. They have been losing billions of dollars. Ah, it's you know, it's a tough game technology and especially with smartphones now. Um,
0: you know, a few missteps and you're yesterday's news. And it can be,
1: like, within a year or two. It's just amazing how fast you can fall.
0: You know, I think Apple's done a great job uh, with their phones. Uh, They've been a little more conservative coming out with the features. They're only kind of releasing features in these phones that can be used. You know, some of these phones uh, on the Android side had, like, NFC technology, which Mm -hmm. is a wireless-type technology for years, but no one's used it. No one used it. And so Apple finally included it in their latest uh, 6 and 6 Plus phones, uh, For their Apple Pay system. Yes. So when they come out with technology, they mean to use it.
1: But with NFC, Apple only uses it for Apple Pay. Yeah. So you can't use it to pair up to a Bluetooth speaker like other Android phones were trying to do. And it's really not that, it's not like really like a need for anybody. You can just easily, just using just Bluetooth, pair it up. But that's what Apple said because they didn't have NFC technology until Apple Pay. They needed that technology to make those. Basically, contactless uh, transactions.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I think Apple's got their niche. I think they've got their fanboys. Their crowd will typically always have Apple yeah. iPhones. The Android side is a little more competitive, yes. right? Because there's so many different manufacturers. So can Samsung stay on top of that that heap, right? They've just announced these new phones. I think they're like 900 bucks. Yeah. Um, but you've got these other guys like LG, Motorola, Xiaomi. Um, that are coming out with phones that have similar specs for, like, half the price.
1: On my desk right now are five new Android smartphones that are coming out this year. Yeah. Now, all of them are coming around unlocked at a $400 price tag. And what we're seeing is consumers like that. They want to have a smartphone that has some power in It, it doesn't have to be, like, a Ferrari, but give me some decent kind of performance at a good price. And that's why you're seeing... S- the prices for people to have that middle class of phones, not just a budget-friendly phone, not a flagship phone, but something right in the middle that can give you performance at a decent price. And so Samsung's got to compete with those now, and that's going to be tough.
0: Well, they have their new phones coming out on the 21st, but are you going to rush out and get
1: one when you know Apple's announcing something new and exciting uh, a couple of weeks later? So if history is any indication, then we're going to see the iPhone 6S S And 6S Plus. And 6S Plus come out. Typically, every two years, they, they jump up a number. So this will be more of an incremental, I guess, improvement yeah. to the iPhone 6, maybe a better battery life. But then uh, next year, I think we'll see the big kind of change for the iPhone 7.
0: Also in the news, uh, Bell's announcing that they're going to be offering super high-speed Internet uh, to a bunch of homes in uh ontario and quebec i know the other uh, big guys like telus uh, they're investing billions yep. into really upping the infrastructure for internet speeds uh you know throughout western canada here as well uh the bell uh, ones will be available um to i think 1.3 million homes uh, right away they said uh and about 2.2 2 million by the end of the year so this is uh much faster than we have now it's uh, called gigabit yes. internet speeds and so um this can have downloads of uh just over 900 uh, megabits per second which you know what does that mean
1: uh, you can download a full HD movie within a couple minutes now I think you have a better internet plan at home but I only get 15 megabits download right now and I thought that was pretty good 900 like this I've is got,
0: a- uh, I've got the I think the hundred megabit you one. got the hundred yes um, but the only reason I got it just is for the bandwidth Uh, The data cap Mm because I download a truckload of stuff. I've got kids who are online gaming all the time. So uh, it's nice to have the speed. For me, it was more about the data.
1: But this is the issue. Now we're seeing gigabit speeds, but they're still putting data caps onto that. So if you can download gigabits in like within minutes now and you're capped, that means you could go right through your your data cap in in a weekend almost.
0: Well, this new Bell one, um, from what I'm reading here, uh, the top tier one is $150 a month. But that's without a data cap. Yeah.
1: But for people to afford that, they would have to cut
0: something in their budget. And and so here's the thing. The reason why they're offering this is because, and they're developing all this, is because more and more people are getting their video, their TV, their movies through the internet. All of their entertainment
1: and communication,
0: basically. So we need bigger pipes for that. Yeah. You know, for the Netflix, Netflix has 4K streaming now for these new 4K ultra high
1: definition televisions. Those streams take up a lot of data. Now, these upgrades that they're doing is for essentially what's called the last mile. Right now, they have, they have fiber optics going into the like, terminals around the, the city. The nodes around the city, yeah. But then that last mile that gets to your, to your house is still copper. And they need to get those onto fiber optics to get that fiber speeds, when we're talking gigabit speeds, right to your home. So that's the big improvement. And it's going to take years, but I'm glad to see that they're doing that because the rest of the world is moving to fiber optics as well.
0: Do you have a heartbeat? Well, you can use that to pay. We'll be talking with the folks over at NIMI about a new payment system that does away with passwords. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're also Periscoping today's show. For those listeners who want to see what our ugly mugs look like in live streaming video, you can uh, download the Periscope app for Android and uh, iPhone and iPad. Or you can also check us out on the web. Our uh, handle is uh, at Get Connected Now. That's how you find us on Periscope or or the uh, internet. It's uh, part of Twitter, the whole Periscope uh, world. But it's kind of fun. We've been yeah, doing this like, for a few weeks now. We get a few hundred people watching.
1: It's it's funny because we get a lot of regular people now, yeah. not only listening to us on the show, but they'll Periscope to see, to kind of like be in studio with us as yeah. we're. Uh, As we're doing the show and also um, during the breaks, we like to show like little gadgets and and tech that I always bring it with us uh, on the radio show so that I can kind of show people all the cool stuff that's coming out. Well, we actually did a sneak peek of the contest prize on Periscope uh, and we'll announce that right now. Yes, we're giving away the HTC uh, 626 smartphone. This is a brand new budget kind of middle class smartphone from HTC. It's the little brother for the HTC M9. And uh, I have it in studio, so if you are going to watch us on Periscope, just go to Twitter, at Get Connected Now, and I'll give you a little preview uh, after the next uh, commercial break. That's uh, the HTC 626. Just go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, to enter and win. Well, payment technology is
0: changing rapidly. We've seen the advance uh, of Apple Pay, and now Samsung has announced Samsung Pay. Uh, but there are you know dozens of other types of technologies out there. One very interesting one is one that allows you uh, to pay with your heartbeat through biometrics. On the line right now, we have Sean Chance. He's the VP of Marketing and Business over at NIMI. Thanks for joining us today, Sean.
2: Hello, good to be uh, with you guys.
0: So I found this fascinating, and, and Andy brought this to me. He is like over the moon about this. I think you're tired of passwords and PIN numbers. You guys have uh, a technology. You're Canadian. You've done uh, a partnership with TD Bank. Tell the listeners what your device will allow them to do.
2: Sure thing. Essentially, so the device is called the NIMI band, and it's from our company, which is called NIMI. And what the device essentially allows you to do is to uh, use your heartbeat to confirm your identity to a device or a system that today would probably use something else. Uh, so, for example, a password or a PIN, as you mentioned previously. And so the way that the device works is it's a wearable device. Um, and so it's, it's actually a band that you wear around your wrist. And by putting it on your wrist, that allows us to detect that it's actually still on your body through your heartbeat. So when you initially put the device on, um, it has a sensor underneath it that's touching your wrist and one on the top. Um, You put your index finger on top of the uh, top sensor on the device, and what that does is it actually allows the device to see that you're in fact you or that you're the person um, who has the the biometric profile that matches uh, the one on the device, and we do that through your heartbeat.
0: I find that fascinating. And so, Annie and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, you know, apparently everyone has their own unique heartbeat.
2: That's correct. And the interesting thing about that is, you know, most of the time when we mention to people that we have this technology, they'll tend to start asking questions like, well, what happens if I go to the gym or what happens if I drink a cup of coffee and all of a sudden my heart is beating faster? And the answer is, you know, from our perspective, what we've done is we've created technology that can recognize people not necessarily on how fast or slow their heart is beating, but actually on something that's got a lot more detail in it, which is your electrocardiogram. And if you think of what your electrocardiogram looks like, the reason that it's different for everybody from one person to the next um, is the same reason as something like a fingerprint, and that's because it's driven by your physiology. So if you think of things like uh, the size and the shape of your heart, uh, it's orientation relative to other vital organs, those are all factors that, that make your ECG different than somebody else's and that way we can recognize people with a high degree of precision.
0: So there's no danger of me like just walking through London Drugs uh, through the checkout there and accidentally buying uh, a 50-inch TV screen?
2: <laughs> no. Well, in this case, so with the pilot that we're doing with MasterCard and, and TD Bank uh, in Canada, the band itself has NFC technology in it, which is the same technology that you would use in your credit card right now to make a contactless payment. So it actually uses the existing infrastructure that you would find at a, at a drugstore, at a grocery store, at a convenience store, gas station, you name it, those types of outlets. Um, to actually make the payment, you actually have to tap the NIMI band against the contactless payment terminal. So it, it would be very hard to make an accidental payment. But the thing that makes it different than something like your credit card right now is that if for some reason your NIMI band were to be misplaced or someone were to actually forcefully take it from you, um, as soon as the device comes off of your body or in a, in our language, as soon as you unclasp the device, it actually becomes deactivated and it won't reactivate without your heartbeat. So the device is fundamentally useless to somebody who finds it, which is different than your credit card. if If it becomes compromised, you know if you drop your credit card on the ground, the next person in line can very well take that credit card and begin making payments unbeknownst to you. And so the security element of uh, of something like the nimi band is is one of the really attractive aspects of it for financial institutions and credit card companies because it can fundamentally alter the way that we think of credit card fraud.
1: Sean, it, it sounds like this uh, can really be expanded to other different technologies. For instance, like everybody usually has a passcode on their smartphone. Can the nimi be used to basically uh, unlock your smartphone for you to use just by holding it in your hand?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And so from from an integration standpoint, you know nimmy's roadmap for these types of uh, you know pilots and proof of concept like we're doing with the banks actually extend far beyond uh, you know the financial technology space and actually considerably into the enterprise space where if you think you know in the average person's workplace the number of different instances where they have to confirm their identity and how secure or insecure those might be so think of something like uh for example you know getting through a physical space with uh, with a swipe card in an office or think about logging into a uh, windows pc uh, or a smartphone, or any of the you know, proprietary systems, or something like VPN when you're working remotely. All of those areas are, are an opportunity to really increase security, but also convenience for the user uh, by doing something like making it seamless for them so they don't actually have to confirm who they are every single time uh, they meet one of those gates.
0: You know what, John? I think I'm in. Where can people find out more information about this?
2: <laughs> you can go to nimi.com. Um, Right now, we're not selling the device to the general public. We are, however, selling to developers, um, and we do have a developer kit that's available. So NIMI.com is uh, the best place for more information and to see what we're working on next. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: That was Sean Chance, VP of Marketing and Business Development over at NIMI, an interesting and fascinating new way uh, to potentially pay for your purchases just with your heartbeat.
1: And it's a Canadian company, which is super cool.
0: Very cool. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking with tech journalist Mark Salzman about... The gear to get for back to school. You're listening to Get Connected brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. and Mike Eggerbo here with Andy Brar. A little bit. We'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. And guess what? We're giving away a Role Mobility SIM card with a three-day talk, text, and data plan to one of the lucky callers.
1: Great for anyone taking an unlocked phone down to the U.S. and help them save uh, a truckload of money. Mm -hmm. And if you do win it, just put it beside your uh, passport. That's what I do. So I never forget it when I do travel to the U.S.
0: Well, it's back to school time, and I think uh, a lot of uh, students and parents are uh, getting ready to go out and make some of those purchases. It's not just uh, books and binders anymore. It's all sorts of things from tablets to printers. On the line right now, we've uh, got Canada's tech darling, Mark (laughs) Salzman.
3: Wow. That's, uh, thanks for the introduction, guys. That's, yeah. I didn't expect that one.
0: This better be a good segment, Mark.
3: <laughs> oh My God, you think? No pressure. <laughs> no thanks pressure. Thanks for having me, Mike and
0: Andy. Well, thank you. Uh, you can actually uh, see uh, and hear Mark on a number of different uh, avenues. You've got uh, three radio shows going back east now, don't you?
3: Yeah, I do. Thank you. Toronto and Montreal, it's called Tech Talk. And I uh, just launched in Winnipeg on CJOB, and it's called Tech It Out. Tech It Out with Mark Saltzman.
0: Do you come up with those names, Mark?
3: Yeah, you know, wait, it depends. Do you like it or no? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, Mark. Love I love it. There I you go. It. It's no get connected, man. But look, you took it and you've been doing this for so long, I can only try to emulate what you guys do. Oh, I'm
0: but, I'm uh, trying to be the Mark Saltzman of the West, man. <laughs>
1: <And> I, I'm <laughs> we trying to be like you guys.
3: <laughs> they do mistake us, Mike, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so
0: back to school. Uh, this is a, a big time of the year for uh, tech manufacturers, obviously, because... Uh, students, uh, and and even uh, businesses are kind of getting back to business as well. What kind of things uh, are uh, popping up on your radar?
3: Yeah, well, without question, I think a laptop is the most important uh, tool for a student, certainly beginning in I would say middle school and then all the way up through high school and of course post secondary. So a laptop or one of these two in ones that are sort of a hybrid laptop tablet as you guys know. The one that I, I think I like the best, not just because of the price point, but because of its versatility, is the uh Microsoft Surface 3. As you guys likely know, this is a six hundred and thirty nine dollar yet powerful Quad Core Intel powered tablet. It's a ten point eight inch HD tablet, super light only 600 odd uh, grams or so, Uh, but it works with these magnetic keyboards that that attach to the bottom of the tablet, and now it's a laptop, and it has a little trackpad as well. You could choose the color you like. It also works with these uh, digital stylus pens, these surface pens, as they call it, to jot notes. So great for note-taking during the class, great for doing your homework, and then when you want to kick back and put your feet up, you detach the keyboard. Now you've got that big screen tablet on your lap to uh, flick through some games and movies.
0: These are kind of a hot item for a lot of the teenagers. Like even my teenagers are talking about the, uh, the Surface Pro there. Yeah. Uh, so nice because it's so small as far as weight, but it's still like got the full power of a laptop.
3: Yeah, not only the full power, but also the full ports. Like, uh, like, unlike the iPad, for example, the Surface 3 has a full size USB port, so you can connect an external hard drive to it or a thumbstick, as well as expandable memory underneath the little kickstand, which is included to prop up the Surface 3 in one of three positions, is a little micro SD slot. So you can, you know, double, triple, quadruple the memory by throwing in one of those inexpensive fingernail sized memory cards. So, really cool stuff, upgradable to Windows 10 for free, and of course, uh, you get a year worth of Microsoft Office as well, which is also important for students, a good productivity suite that has Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, and so on. So good bang for your buck, and I would say that's probably my top pick for this year.
1: Plus, Mark, with Windows 10, uh, what I love about the operating system, and it can understand when you're in tablet mode, when you don't have the uh, keyboard docked, and when you do have it, it'll go back into a PC mode. So that's a great thing for students as well.
3: Yeah, great point. It's called Continuum. It knows how you're using the the operating system and then adjust uh, the on-screen experience accordingly so pretty cool stuff yeah what else you got mark uh, so if you're shopping for a younger student so i'm talking you know preschool then k to 6 uh, the Leapfrog Epic is a new tablet that's coming out in two weeks. It's a seven-inch tablet that's uh, fully kid-proof, so parents don't have to worry about any content that they may be accessing. And the apps that are at the Leapfrog store have no in-app purchase options and no third-party <laughs> ads uh plus you get twenty apps already. So Leapfrog if your listeners aren't aware is that, you know an award-winning company with lots of educational software, but they, they don't like to call it that because it turns off kids, but it's actually really fun stuff and it doesn't just test what the child knows, but teaches them Things Uh, And not to mention there's a cool home screen, so instead of static icons against the background like most tablets, this has like a little living town that has like day-to-night cycles and weather changing and daily surprises that you tap on. So I think that's great for uh, parents of young kids who want to give them a little bit of an edge in the classroom. It's called the Epic, and it's uh, $199. That's
0: that's great for parents who are concerned just giving their kids, uh, I guess, a regular tablet where they can, like, get any kind of app. And those in-app purchases are scary for a lot of parents because kids can actually uh, ring up a pretty huge app bill.
3: Yeah, you you know it. We've heard many stories like this where, you know, parents get that surprise on their uh, wireless bill and the kid just shrugs because they didn't, in some cases, really didn't know what they were doing, but they added some extra stuff inside the app. Not to mention these uh, these tablets are obviously more durable than your iPad. I'm always—I remember when my kids were younger. I was reluctant to hand them over my tech for fear of them dropping it or accidentally erasing or deleting deleting something that I needed. This gives you that peace of mind knowing that it's a protected environment. There's even a web browser with curated content that the kids can access instead of them being sort of let loose on the wild west, which you just don't want, on, like like the wild wild web. You know, you don't want that to happen. One more item, Mark. What do you got? Uh, Cool. How about, uh, let's talk about the Epson EcoTank. So if you haven't heard of this, this is a a new line of printers with ink that lasts up to two years. So they look like any other all-in-one, so a printer, scanner, copier, with wireless connectivity, of course. But the tanks are, instead of little cartridges inside the printer that you need to replace and you have to go to retail to buy it and all that, this has these larger tanks on the side and then they they say you can you know thousands and thousands of pages yielding up to two years worth of black and color ink. And then when you need to replace it, two years down the road, you, there, it's a lot more economical. I think it's under twenty dollars to replace those giant sort of tanks. Um, so I mean it's 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 one of those things where you pay more up front for this. You know instead of you know getting a, a ninety nine dollar all in one, these are north of four hundred. But to me, I'd rather have the peace of mind knowing that I don't have to run out to buy extra ink. So I like that peace of mind uh, with this product. So it's called the Epson EcoTank. And it's a family of, of products. So they start at about 450 or so.
0: We've been trying this out in the, uh, the studio. I am getting one of these things because they are fantastic. The savings on ink you'll get, especially if you're a family with kids. You know, they're printing stuff all the time for school. You will save a truckload of money. Yes, the printer... Is more money up front, but the savings on ink over those two years, and those tanks can last up to two years, yeah, which is amazing. It
3: saves, it saves on aggravation as, as well. Like I'll go back to that. I remember back in university where it's like, you know, you're burning the midnight oil on an essay, and you realize that you're out of ink, and great, it's 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, and, and uh, there's not, nothing open. So this way, you don't have that anxiety of running out of ink, and I know with kids, I'm always telling them, are you sure you need to print out that photo? Like, I mean, do you really need a paper copy of that? But now, with that kind of ink, I'm just like, hey, go for it, you know, I don't care. <laughs> so that's a good one. I know, you know we're not quite at that paperless office yet or uh, the paperless uh, student life, so I think that uh, would be my third pick is the Epson, Epson EcoTank, which is new to the Canadian market this, as of this week.
0: Mark, I want to thank you for joining us. Where can people find out more about you?
3: Yeah, and thank you, by the way, for having me so much, guys. Uh, if your listeners are on Twitter, I'm at Mark underscore Saltzman, and it's Mark with a C.
0: That was Mark Saltzman, tech journalist and tech darling. Uh, you can uh, follow up on Twitter with him. When we come back from the break, we're going to open the phone line. 604-280-9898. Long distance anywhere in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. We'll be giving away a Roe Mobility SIM and three-day talk, text, and data plan to one of the callers. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by Lennon Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. We're open line here on Get Connected, taking your tech calls and questions, 604-280-9898. Anywhere in North America, 1-877-399-9898. Giving away a Role Mobility SIM with a three-day talk, text, and data plan to one of the callers. Kind of exciting. Going to jump here to Dave on the line. Hey, Dave. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you?
2: Um, Two quick questions. Uh, first one is if you could give me the full name of that printer that last guest mentioned, and then my second question is just about uh, Windows
3: 10. I work at a accounting firm, and we've got um, a number of uh, tax software programs and Excel Word and, and a couple of partners or uh, older um, you know, guys that don't like things that change. And I just wondered, should we be upgrading to Windows 10? And I know in the past couple of years, there's been upgrades where there's been problems. I remember listening to you guys talking about you know, different issues and, and not upgrading and waiting. I just wondered what, what your thoughts were when, you know, you got some young staff that, that like change, and then you got old partners that just don't like things to, to change and, and they hate when they have to learn something new. I just wondered what your thoughts were on, on, on that.
0: Because they're calling you when they, things don't work, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, are they running Windows 7? Yes. Yeah. Um, so eventually you're going to be going to Windows 10. Um so I would maybe try it on a few machines for the people that are a little more uh progressive. Uh I found it's a very familiar interface. You know, it looks a little more exciting. Uh it's got a bit of Windows 8 into it with the the big tiles. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think some of the uh the older folks might like that because it's kind of really easy to see and 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 read. Uh it's got the start menu uh and from what I've seen so far um, I, I haven't had any compatibility issues with my office programs or the programs I'm using.
1: Yeah. And some of the programs I use are very niche and I was a little worried about upgrading, but I checked the forms for the, the website that um, for the software that I was using and they said it's going to be compatible. I made the upgrade because the thing about Windows 10 is you can upgrade and if you're not happy, you can downgrade back to your operating system, which was kind of like the deal breaker, which I knew that I was going to make the upgrade. And after I did, I tested the software and everything worked fine. So I really think that if any kind of software works on Windows 7, it's going to work on Windows 10. So you shouldn't be scared. In terms of when to upgrade, you have pretty much any time this year because for it's going free to be upgrade, yeah. for the free upgrade. So I would, uh, you might want to wait until maybe a service pack comes up. Typically, small businesses and businesses try to go one operating system behind the, the current one, because it's just more stable. But if you're just using Office and, and stuff like that, you could make that upgrade. And finally, um, you were talking about the Epson printer. It was the Epson EcoTank. These are the new uh, printers coming out that are basically have ink that lasts... For years, essentially, yeah, for a couple of years, uh, just depending how much you print, they're not available yet. They will be available in September. I know
0: a lot of retailers are taking pre-orders <clears> for them right now, um, especially for a business like you know an accounting firm or a law firm. They've got actually uh, business models as well. You will save a truckload of money. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper than laser. Yes, these things. Yeah. So you can print color till the cows come home on them. You know the business ones are even more fascinating. They've got like giant ink bags. Yeah. Uh, that you can replace. So the nice thing is you're going to save a truckload of money on the ink costs. You don't have to worry about replacing ink cartridges or toner cartridges all the time. And just the um, uh, you know the, the eco aspect of it, uh, now you're just like using uh, ink refill bottles. Mm-hmm. You're not buying all new plastic ink cartridges all the time. So it's going to keep a lot of those uh, out of the landfill. Uh, again, Epson EcoTank is coming out in September. I think it's really going to shake up the printer market uh, just because of the sheer amount of ink they come with. Keep in mind, they're more expensive. You're paying more up front but that, that printer you buy up front has like two years of ink in it. And it really
1: really puts inkjet uh, ahead of the lasers because that, that's been a war going on for, for years, inkjet versus lasers. Yeah. Well, this really puts it on par or even above laser printers and their toner cartridges.
0: Looks like uh, we're going to have to take another break. When we come back, it will be app of the week time with Christina. Dave, hang on the line. You've won that Roll Mobility SIM card and three-day talk, text, and data plan. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Just a little bit of time left. In studio, we've got Christina Stoyanova with App of the Week. And this is the app to blow away all the other apps.
4: Well, now that you've built it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What have we got this week?
4: Uh, I have an app called My Behaviour. Oh, I don't like this. (laughs) One word spelled the American way without the U for all of us Canadians. Um, So this app is not released yet, but I thought I'd talk about it anyways. It's coming up in September. Um, It's an Android app that will actually help you change some of your behaviors relating to your nutrition and fitness and things like that. Because we've all been using these fitness trackers and apps And they're all great, but they just overwhelm you with information. And if you don't know how to interpret that information into actionable steps to, you know, losing weight or eating healthier or whatever the case may be, then it's kind of useless. You have the data, but you don't know what to do with it.
0: You know, a lot of people have this now. They've got all these wearable technologies and they're getting this data. And so you're right. What do they do?
4: Exactly. So this app will actually... Uh, track your behavior for up to a week or whatever and then it will make recommendations so if you if it senses that you're walking to work you know two or three times a week it might suggest hey why don't you make that you know four or five times a week and this is what you'll gain from that you'll uh, expend this many more calories doing that in that week and the same goes for for nutrition if it sees that you're you know, eating McDonald's every day, it's going to suggest a different option. How will it know? Uh, so you do have to input your food, but it has gone a step further. Um, a lot of people use My Pal, which you have to, you know, search what you're eating and it will generate the calorie count for you. Whereas with this one, you can take a picture of your food. No way. Yeah. Uh, and this... It, you upload it to the server, and there's something go, that goes on in the background there, um, and it will actually spit out the calories.
0: You take a picture of it, and it'll figure it out? Yeah, you know see, what? See, that, that's the good thing, because I hate sitting there trying to figure out what the calories are on things or yeah. having to find it on a list.
4: Yeah, totally. So I'm interested to see uh, how that will all work and how accurate it'll be. But, uh, yeah, it'll it should just be interesting. It'll just say, everything I eat is crap. Uh, knowing you, yes, probably.
0: I'm wondering when they're going to have ones that will geolocate that I'm in a fast food restaurant if I'm like lingering around too much. Yeah. Like maybe send me a warning. Go away. <laughs> Go away.
4: <laughs> maybe Go that's the next down to the salad step. loop. Anyway, so this app, they've actually done some research. They did a 14-week study with uh, 16 people, and they found that uh, it, it, it is actually having an effect. I mean, you're not going to see huge leaps, like when you go on a vegetable-only diet or whatever, but you're going to see small changes based on the recommendations it's making for you.
0: guess everything helps, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, Yeah.
0: And so not out yet, but called My Behaviour?
4: Yeah, that's right. So it should be coming up in September. So keep an eye out for that one. And it will be on Android only.
0: Well, Andy, uh, you want to talk
1: about the contest uh, one more time before we uh, head out here? It's a great contest. We're giving away the HTC 626. This is the new smartphone that they just launched. It's a little brother to the HTC M9. you got to go to our website to check it out. The the speakers on this smartphone are, are best in class. Like... It's like having a Bluetooth speaker inside your smartphone. Go to our website to check it out. GetConnectedMedia.com is where you have to go to find out more information about that. Of course, we have a lot of contests always open, so you want to go and check to see what other contests are open and enter everything at GetConnectedMedia.com. And, you know, with these contests we have, I always recommend people
0: entering them. Uh, I mean, the odds are are pretty good compared to, like, the Lotto 649 where... Tens of millions of people are entering. You know, We're just getting a few thousand entries, so uh,
1: why not? And the
0: prizes are fantastic.
1: They are. I'm I'm mad that we can't enter them because they're so good. (laughs) We always get really good prizes, especially around back-to-school time, just because there's so much more tech coming onto the market. And, of course, with Christmas around the corner, you're going to see a lot of great stuff. So always go to our website every week, getconnectedmedia.com, to see what our weekly contests are.
0: I'm going to be on uh, Global Morning BC News uh, this Monday, I think around 8.20. You'll want to tune in for that. I'll be with Sophie and uh, Steve Darling, and uh, we'll be talking about headphones, what headphones to get for back to school. It's a big time for the headphone market, kids, teenagers uh, uh, glued to their heads. We'll uh, tell you what uh, to look for and uh, what the best models are. That's all the time we have left. I want to thank Christina for App of the Week, Andy Brar, my co-host and producer, and Kenji on the controls. We'll see you again next time.